This is Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome you to the television program, Warning. Wherever you're watching, welcome. If you're listening to our radio programs on Warning or Shortwave or social media, welcome. I'm going to talk today on Amy Simple McPherson, Spiritual Hunger. Now, Amy is another example of the movers and shakers responsible for the first and second great awakening. She's another example of the apostles that tarried in the book of Acts for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, causing them to speak in tongues. Now, if you've been watching our programs, you know I've been doing a series on uh, the movers and shakers, the first and second great awakening, because we're in a need of that so desperately. I got off the phone yesterday. This is not in my, my notes today, but um, with a person, very concerned. I've known this person since 1998 in a different state. And he started attending a church and his pastor uh, on Halloween dressed up with a, as a black uh, angel. Uh, his wife is a witch. And, um, and made a comment on Facebook, it's only a problem if you make it a problem. <coughs> well, pastor, I think you have the problem. This is sad. It shows that we don't take reality serious of angels and demons. Uh, you don't have a clue what's going on. Certainly, you don't speak in tongues. You don't move in the Holy Spirit. And uh, you're, you are the problem. Now, we have a tremendous need of a great awakening. The problem is in the church, for the most part. Many times, the person behind the pulpit. Amy Mc, Simple McPherson stated, quote, Oh, Lord, I am so hungry for your Holy Spirit. You have told me that in the day when I seek with my whole heart, you will be found in me. Now, Lord, I'm going to stay right here until you pour out upon me the promise of the Holy Spirit for whom you've commanded me to tarry. If I die of starvation, I die. I am so hungry for him, I can't wait another day. I will not eat another meal until you baptize me. We'll get into her journey. I'll guarantee you, if that's your attitude, you'll be baptized. These movers and shakers and the apostles in the Bible that tarried for the baptism of the Holy Spirit wanted the fullness of God. They waited to please God with all their heart, soul, and mind. All their strength. They wanted to move in miracles, signs, and wonders. They wanted to heal the sick, cast out demons. They wanted to raise the dead. McPherson has a tremendous testimony. Her ministry, we won't get that, that probably today, of raising the dead and people coming in stretchers and being healed as they were on their deathbed. Right in her services. I write a daily thought of the day on my website, www.worldministries.org. My World Ministries International Facebook with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. So you can look at the thought of the day either on my website or my Facebook. On February 15, 2022, uh, if you're watching, uh, uh, don't get upset. I wrote, quote, most Christians make wrong choices. Instead of sacrificing time to be intimate with God, to move in miracles and seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit, they would rather watch the Super Bowl than speak in tongues, unquote. I bet that applies to 90% of the day's church. They don't even understand the importance of the third person of the Trinity. Neither do they tarry or seek it. They don't care. They wonder why we're messed up. February 16, 2022. 
my thought of the day I wrote. Quote, I did not watch one second of the Super Bowl. NFL has become anti-American, pushing New World Order immoral values. Their halftime show has become so raunchy, sleazy, and filthy, led by hedonistic entertainers that are very anti-Christ, unquote. Now, don't get mad at me. Just why don't you let the Holy Spirit evaluate and see if there's any truth in this? But I guarantee you, America has become Rome. We'd rather have entertainment. We don't even know what's going on in the Republic. If we don't have another great awakening, we're losing the Republic. Well, you watch the Super Bowl. I think it should be very clear why Christians do not move in the power of God. They love the world more than they love God. No matter how much they want to deny this and argue. Mark 12, 30 through 31. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, all your mind, and all your strength. This is the first commandment. The second is like this. You will love your neighbor as yourself. And there's no greater commandment than these. Can we love our neighbor? If you don't, you don't really know the love of God. God is love. He gave us life to love your neighbor, to love his enemies. Luke 24, 47 through 49. And that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name to all nations beginning in Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry in Jerusalem until you're endued with power from on high. All of the movers and shakers fulfill these two books. These scriptures we read. If I die, I die, but I've got to be baptized. I will not eat until I am. They would leave even husbands or wives if they tried to get in their way to serve God. I'm not sure if we can leave the buffet table to serve God. You know, it's obvious with America, obesity is all over the place. I know what we love. We love our belly. Mark 16, 17 through 18. These signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons, will speak in new tongues, will take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it won't hurt them. They'll lay hands on the sick. They will recover. Acts 2, 1 through 4, or Acts 2, 1 and 4. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were in one accord, in one place. One accord, one place, unity. It's hard for the Holy Spirit to move when you're out of unity, because when you're out of unity, that's not the kingdom of God. That's the kingdom of Satan, separating the brethren. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Point number one, early deposits. Amy's mother, Minnie Kennedy, confessed to God that she failed the Lord in responding to the call of God. She was inspired reading the story of Hannah in the Bible and told the Lord, if you give me a little girl, I will give her unreservedly to you to serve. Through Amy's mother's act of surrender, Amy was born October 9, 1890 in Ontario, Canada. Then Canada needs Amy again. And, and she was dedicated to the Lord by her mother. Now, her mother also gave her some problems, which we're going to get into. But her mother did repent. In 1907, Amy received a special ordination from God while reading Jeremiah. In 1908, Amy attended a meeting with her father led by an Irish evangelist, Robert Semple. And he spoke on Acts 2 and called the people to repent. Amy said, quote, that his words seemed to rain down upon me. 
And every one of them hurt some particular part of my spirit and life until I could not tell where I hurt the most. Unquote. Well, at least she didn't walk away and get mad at him. I mean, the word of God convicted her. I don't think he was trying to. He was just speaking the word of God. You know, people say, you know, Pastor, you're, try, you're trying to, to hurt me. I said, no, I'm trying to kill you. The carnal man in you must die, watchman, he said, so the living God within you can manifest. Amen? I, no, I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm trying to kill you. Robert Semple spoke on salvation and the baptism of the Holy Spirit, how it should happen side by side. It's a continual journey. We should not just take one without the other. For a Christian to live without the baptism of the Holy Spirit was to live in an abnormal condition, not in accordance with God's wishes. He also spoke in tongues, a practice that was unfamiliar to Amy at that moment. Number two, born again. Amy shared how after hearing the Pentecostal message while coming home from school, she could not hold out any longer. Utterly at the end of herself, not stopping to think what the preachers or entertainment committees or anyone else would think, I threw up my hands all alone in that country road. I screamed aloud toward the heavens. Oh, Lord God, be merciful to me, a sinner. She didn't say this in church, a sinner's prayer. I immediately noticed the most wonderful change took place in my soul. Darkness passed away, light entered. So conscious was I of the pardoning blood of Jesus that I seemed to feel it flowing over me. I discovered my face was bathed in tears, which dropped on my hands as I held the reins. Without effort or apparent thought on my part, I was singing that old familiar hymn. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Take my moments and my days, let them flow in ceaseless praise. She said I was singing brokenly between sobs. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. My whole soul was flowing out toward God, my Father. When I came to the part in the song that said, Take my hands and let them move at the impulse of thy love, I knew there would be no more worldly music for me. It has been hymns from that time forth. See, the Holy Spirit convicted her. No more worldly music. You know, I, I, I don't, you know, I, I never have got Christians that say they're born again and they've been born again a long time and they still listen to junk on the radio. They still listen to carnal rock and roll. They still listen to country western junk. Talking about adultery and fornication, getting drunk and going out and, and having sex with your mistress. Or Do you understand the words you're listening to, guy? It's time you change. Nobody had to tell her to change. She was convicted by God in her. Are, are we together? Now, I know a lot of Christians. I'm not here. Not that I know of here. But I don't ride with you in your cars too much. But I do know a lot of Christians. Listen to country western. Once in a while, I just, you know, why are you listening to that? Do you listen to the words? Why well, like the beat? Do you listen to the words? They're talking about fornication. Cheating on the wife. Well, oh, are they? Yeah, Listen. Good night. Spirit dead, brain dead, what is it? She said there would be no more worldly music for me. The Holy Spirit now is in me. He doesn't like it. Amy Simple McPherson wanted more. She hungered intensely for more. Amy stated, how dearly I loved God's word. 
I wanted it under my pillow when I went to sleep. I wanted it in my hands when my eyes opened in the morning. At school, when I used to have a novel hidden away inside my algebra and geometry books, there was now a little New Testament. And I was studying each passage that referred to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amy was obsessed with wanting more of God, of wanting the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Her mind was consumed with being possessed by the Holy Spirit. Amy relied on the promise from God found in Matthew 7, 7 through 11. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, he who seeks finds, he who knocks, it will be opened. What man is there among you if his son asks for bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he seeks a fish, will he give him a serpent? If then, being evil, how know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? This what Amy constantly asked. She relied on these promises. You promised I would have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amy said, I would excuse myself from the room, go down to the basement, fall on my knees, and begin to pray. Oh, Lord, baptize me in your Holy Spirit. Lord, you said the promise was even for as many as were afar off, even as many as the Lord our God should call. Now, Lord, you've called me. The promise is unto me. Fill me just now. The girls at the school who found Amy praying did not know what to make of hers. And uh, she was so utterly changed. Here was this prankster, and now she's not a prankster. Here, her reading used to be novels and romance, and now she's reading the Bible. No longer was she putting glue in her teacher's chair or helping to lock the teacher in the gymnasium or practicing dance steps in the corridor at noon hour. Well, I knew a little boy once that even put some, some clear water on a person's wooden chair and whoo, whoo they look around. Or a thumbtack. <laughs> Tell you what, Amy changed. I'm, I'm looking at some people smiling. I guess you were naughty boys too. Amy knew a wonderful change had taken place inside of her. All old things passed away. All things became new. Yes, I, 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 I didn't do anything great, greatly wrong, but uh, there was times that I uh, did something naughty like that. But once I, re once I really dedicated my life to God, I did. But uh, it's something how the Holy Spirit changes us, isn't it? We're, 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 we don't want to do things that hurt other people. Each day, she said, the hunger for the baptism of the Holy Spirit became stronger and stronger, more intense and more, until no longer contented I was to stay in school. My mind no longer was on my studies. I would slip away to the tearing, they called it tearing meetings, people tearing for the baptism, where the dear saints met me to pray for those who were seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You know, we had that in my day growing up. Sunday morning. Sunday night, Sunday night was, we call it like evangelistic meetings where it's a lot more loose and you could be around the altar for hours as people tarried and tarried with you, praying with you, whether it was for healing or the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Some of you remember those days. See, they're, they're, no, they're not in very many churches at all because people are too in love with themselves or too carnal. Jesus said, will I find faith when I return? People don't want to tarry anymore. They don't, want, they don't want to seek God for hours. Amy's high school principal sent her mother a letter how Amy was distracted from her studies. 
The same day a salvation officer, army officer, you know, the Salvation Army Church, warned her mother of the danger of Amy being associated with a Pentecostal mission. So when Amy returned home that day, she was forbidden to go to any Pentecostal tarrying meetings. Here the mother had dedicated her, but uh, you don't go too far. You know, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amy went to school by train, and, and walking from the train to the school, she would pass by the mission and her sister's home where she would often go to tarry for the baptism. Amy went past the house but thought, Jesus is coming soon. And you know it is more important to receive the Holy Spirit than to pass all the examinations in the world. You need the Holy Spirit. Oil in your vessel with your lamp in order to be ready for his appearing. As you have to make a choice between going to school and seeking a baptism, I guess you won't go to school that day at all. But we'll just go back to the sister's house and make a whole day of seeking the baptism. Amy went back to her sister's house, told her sister of the dilemma, and they prayed about the problem. She asked God to baptize her then or arrange it so she could stay until she was baptized. The Lord heard the prayer. It started snowing so hard it became a blizzard. The entire day was spent tearing for the baptism. And at night, she could not go home as the train canceled its run because of the snow. Do you see what? She, she went and said, I got to have the baptism. Hey, help me pray. Okay, let me have the baptism or, or, or create a problem where I can't go home until I'm baptized. And it, the blizzard hit. Well, I like that. I mean, I like that. Amy tried to telephone her mom, and Amy was afraid her mother would tell her to go to a friend's house and spend the night, but not at her sister's, because her sister was filled with the Holy Spirit. She didn't want her sister to influence her with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But the telephone lines were down. This time, Amy shouted, glory, as now she waited on the Lord Friday night until midnight. Friday until midnight. Got up early Saturday morning at the break of day, and she continued with determination and desperate earnest to tarry for the baptism. So here she's all day. Get up early. Again, start. Amy told the Lord she was so hungry for his Holy Spirit that she was going to stay right there as he commanded me to tarry. She said, if I die of starvation, I die. Amy told the Lord, I'm so hungry for him. I can't wait another day. I will not eat another meal until you baptize me. After praying earnestly and storming heaven with pleadings, the voice of the Lord spoke tenderly. Now, child, cease your stirrings and your begging. Just begin to praise me. And in simple childlike faith, receive the Holy Ghost. Manifestations of the Holy Spirit, waves of electricity is my title. Amy said it was not hard to praise him, and she praised Jesus from deep within. Glory to Jesus. She testified all at once. My hands and arms began to shake. Gently at first, then violently, until my whole body was shaking under the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, we used to see this all the time. Some of you, I mean, I'm, your, your heads are going up and down. You remember seeing it with me. You know, old time Pentecost, amen? I know some people who would criticize people who manifested in their bodies and shook. But Amy did not think this strange at all. As she explained, I knew how the batteries were experimented in the laboratory at college, hummed and shook, trembled under the power of electricity. And there was the third person of the Trinity coming into my body in all its fullness, making me his dwelling, the temple of the Holy Ghost. Without her noticing, her body slipped under the ground and she was slain in the spirit, stretched out, lying under the power of God. 
You know, think about it, ladies and gentlemen. I know some of you out there criticize that. Your body can't handle too much of God. It will explode. There is shaking. There is weeping. There is sometimes uh, all sorts of manifestations. That's because God is powerful like electricity. You think you can control God? You are pretty naive. Let's sanitize God. We don't want no shaking, no. You want to sanitize God? You are pretty arrogant. You don't even know anything about God. Amy stated, my lungs began to fill and heave under the power of the comforter within me. The cords of my throat began to twitch. My chin began to quiver and then shake violently. I've watched people with this. Even one of my daughters, Tamara, and many of you know her. She, she loves God. She's like my, my mom, Grandma Bubbles. And oh, sweetly, my tongue began to move up and down sideways in my mouth. Unintelligibly, sounds of stampering lips and another tongue spoke of Isaiah 28.11 began to issue from my lips. Then stampering of a different syllables, then words, then connected sentences was continued for some time as the Spirit was teaching me to yield to Him, to yield to the Holy Spirit. Then suddenly out of the innermost being flowed rivers of praise, other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance, Acts 2.4. And oh, I knew that he, that he was praising Jesus with glorious language, clothing him with honor and glory, which I felt could never have been put into words. One of my daughters who was a missionary in, in, in Japan, this happened to her. She did not know Japanese and, and everybody, she was just praising God, praising God, praising God. And everybody, the Japanese surrounded him and uh, said, Talitha, I did not know you knew how to speak Japanese. She said, I don't. But she was speaking in tongues. They said, no, you, you were speaking perfect Japanese. God gave her that language. Speaking perfect Japanese, praising Jesus. Amy's powerful encounter brought immediate resistance within the family. A family friend saw change in Amy who told her mother, who took Amy out of the church, scolding all the way home and told her if she went back to the mission, she would be removed from school. Amy obeyed her mother, but challenged her to study the Bible and tell me where it says that we're not supposed to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. When Amy returned home, her mother, who had been crying, told Amy, well, dear, I must admit, that of a truth. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, which should come to pass in the last days. At that, they danced and rejoiced together. (laughs) We can't politely challenge people, even our mom or dad or somebody like that. The mother studied and said, you're right, honey. This is real. 1908, Amy married Robert Semple. They planted a church in Canada. Spent the next two years raising money to be missionaries in China. 1909, they went to Chicago, Illinois, to see a Pentecostal pastor, a theologian, William Durham. Durham prayed for Amy's badly injured ankle. She was instantly healed. She cut off the cast and began to dance. 1910, on their way to China, the simple stopped off in England, attended a Pentecostal meeting led by Cecil Polhill one of the original Cambridge Seven who helped build the China Inland Mission. Poe Hill invited Amy to speak, and without preparation, now listen to this, she stepped up to the plate, preached for an hour to an audience of 15,000 people. You heard me say step up to the plate. An opportunity, step up to the plates and let God anointing come upon you and increase. She didn't say, I can't do it. I'm not prepared. She stepped up to the plate. God used her powerfully. 
The Lord gave her a vision of Joel 2.25 and the most importance of the restoring of the years of, that the locusts had eaten. She believed that while she was speaking, the Holy Spirit possessed her, spoke through her in tongues, except for this time it was in England at this time she did this. And this happened before Amy was 20. Her husband died in China of malaria. She had it too. She went into a deep depression, became very ill, got sick again. And after several surgeries was at the point of death, her mother remembered she had made a, to God, an agreement, a petition, and petitioned God for her miracle. During that time, Amy heard God again ask her to preach the gospel. She recalled, I realized I was either going to, to my grave or out into the field. I made a decision and I went back into the field and I was healed instantly. We could go on and on. She had married three times. One husband deserted her because he tried to stop her from fulfilling God's call, like I said. Um, so he left her, uh, married another husband. Amy Simple McPherson, nothing got in her way. Nothing got in her way. Tremendous miracles. People raised from the dead. We're going to continue next week. Amy Simple McPherson. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Five two four eight. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.